0: Hello, my name is Samuel George London and welcome to Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's episode I speak to comic book publisher and incredibly kind human being Aaron Rackley, about what comics he would take into the apocalypse. But before we get into it, if you do enjoy the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but I believe it helps make other people aware of the show as well. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Aaron Rackley.
1: Good evening, Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going,
0: mate? Yeah, pretty good, thank you. Excellent. Um, How was was your, your Christmas and New Year's?
1: Yeah, Christmas was really good. Loads of food, loads of presents. New Year wasn't was pretty good too. Went round to, uh, family and don't normally go out on New Year's, but this year went round to my family's house and just got really drunk. And then unfortunately was ill until the end of last week. So just recovering, getting back to normal.
0: Oh mate, it's savage. Never uh, never good to be ill, kind of in the first week of work.
1: Oh yeah, um, always yeah they're always like. Oh, you're trying to get more time off work, are you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just using it as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. that old chestnut. But uh, no, that's no, brutal, mate. Um, and uh, for, the, for the listeners' sake, uh, this this will be the last week that I'll ask somebody about their, their Christmas and New Year's because this will be the last <laughs> one in January. So um, for, for, for the listeners, you don't have to worry about that from next week. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, firstly, Aaron, thank you so much For being on comics for the apocalypse, Um, it's it's a real pleasure to to have you on. Um, Now, um, just like Sarah Millman, um, I first met you last year at True Believers, Um, and it was a real. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like that's the kind of starting point for a lot of kind of uh, collaborations um, in the in the indie comics scene in the UK. but uh, I was amazed to find out about what you do in the world of comics so for anybody that doesn't know know you um what do you do in the in the world of comics
1: yeah so um basically I do two things um I run a charity first and foremost uh, called little heroes comics and we b- send comic making kits to children who find themselves in hospitals and other like healthcare organizations across the UK, and the second thing I do which is very recent it's only been six months running now is running a children's all ages publishing house as well so books comics that kind of stuff all aimed at trying to create books that we would want the kids in the hospitals to read alongside our kids so that's that's where we're what we're doing at the moment what I'm doing and um it's interesting you mentioned true believers because that is literally the first. So that was last February, Mm. and that was the first comic convention we'd actually ever tabled at as well. (laughs) So it was a very nerve-wracking experience.
0: (laughs) Isn't it? Um, I mean, that's just kind of fate, really. Uh, (laughs) Because you you have had an incredibly busy year um, with so many Kickstarters and successful Kickstarters at that. Um, The most recent of which um, was How to Make Comics with Springworth. I'm actually holding my copy right here. Um, I'm glad you got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I, I received it the other day. Um, I'm yet to tweet about it. I'll, uh, I'll I'll tweet about it in the next couple of days. But um, <laughs> it's it's great, mate. Um, you should be incredibly proud you. uh, yourself and Tony Esmond and the Handy Hanks. Um, it's a it's a great book, and I'm going to have to keep it pristine for the next few <laughs> years because um, my daughter is only 18 months old so she's got a few years before she can go to town on that i could i could let her have a go at it now but it will be scribbled and torn apart in about <laughs> 2 minutes so
1: <laughs> that's just after you've had it isn't it
0: oh yeah yeah that's me like let alone her so you know I, I i'm saving it for her sake um but no it's great mate um and anybody that kind of wants to you know get into making comics um with their with their children um, I highly recommend it, um, and they can just get that from the Fair Sparks uh, Books website. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's um, reduced price on there as well than what you'd get if you bought it from the stores or anywhere else. So, and free digital copy as well. So you can print off the pages, so then you don't have to ruin the magazine if you really want to.
0: Amazing. So. Um, and the the website for Fair Spark?
1: It's just www.fairsparksbooks.co.uk.
0: Fantastic, and As for Little Heroes, what's it's
1: the, the same? same. It's LittleHeroesComics.co.uk. Yeah, Try man. and get the domain names to match exactly the name of the of the brand. Just so Perfect,
0: no one mate. It's all it's all about that branding. Yeah, <laughs> corporate branding all the way, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I assume people can just find you on Twitter, Facebook, and and Instagram, kind of under those. Yeah, if
1: you search right, for both of those on all of those platforms, you're you're bound to find us. Fantastic,
0: and then the last thing before we get into into our comics for the apocalypse is that you do have another Kickstarter running at the moment as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, we currently have um, the Gallant and Amos First Collected Adventures. So it's a a graphic novel that collates the first four issues of Gallant and Amos, which is a little buddy adventure comic that we have go going periodically. That is about a knight and a dragon getting up to all sorts of mischief as they try and. Well, as they do adventures for hire, basically, and so it's a great little collection and has loads of extra goodies like sketchbook um, material inside. It's got um, a few extra pages from one of the anthologies that it was in as well. So it's got it's got a lot of good extras and it's going to have an it has sorry an exclusive hardback edition that you'll only be able to get on Kickstarter. So we won't be selling that at all after the Kickstarter's ended. You'll only be able to get the trade back. So I'm really excited by that.
0: So get to it. And um, I guess it's just a case of just searching for Gallant and Amos on Kickstarter. Yeah,
1: and it'll just come up. Yeah, it's very, very unique.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, And uh, for, for anybody listening, if you look in the show notes, you'll find a link to that Kickstarter as well. So, um, yeah, have a look, and uh, if you like asterisks and and things like that, then you'll certainly like Gallant and Amos. Absolutely. Perfect. Great. So, getting into our comics for the apocalypse, starting off with the first question that everybody's (laughs) asked. What type of apocalypse would you like to be in, or what type of apocalypse do you think you'd survive in?
1: Oh, oh, it's, it's always tough when... Someone else like, ask you this question, because it always comes up whenever you're having a conversation about zombies yeah. and stuff like Down that. Down the pub, yeah. Down the pub, yeah. So I thought I thought about it, and I, I don't think I'd want to be in a, a zombie apocalypse, because I can't run for a long time. So that, <laughs> <laughs> for me, that seems like an issue. And I'm not... Like, I've been playing... I played Resident Evil a little while ago, and, you know, the new... the newer one. And when you're trying to escape those people's house. And I could only play it in 15-minute bursts because I was getting heart attacks and heart palpitations from being sure. that scared. So I was thinking, do you know what? I'm going to go with world <laughs> disaster. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what was that film? Was it 2012 or whatever it was, 20... oh, yeah. I can't remember what year oh, it was. The day
0: after tomorrow, and, and yeah, 2012 like was kind of like basically yeah. the fate. All those things, kind yeah.
1: of things, yeah. Big storms, yeah. world gets ruined, people have to rebuild. I think I'd do better in that kind of disaster of surviving afterwards and rebuilding rather than surviving hordes of zombies and being bitten every five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's kind
0: of like the, like the, just the disaster is at the start rather than continual afterwards. Yeah. You know, yeah. with zombies, it's just continuous forever um at least kind of with that it's like yeah then you get to rebuild afterwards um so yeah right so we we've had this ginormous uh global storm basically um mm-hmm. and you know it's been a few months down the line people yeah. are starting to rebuild you found yourself in a group um and uh you're around the around the fire one evening mm-hmm. um because it's just going to be about hanging around the fire now isn't it that's Um, pretty much it basically at night because there's not going to be any ipads (laughs) or anything put it that way um and uh the the first question that comes up is what's the first comic
1: you remember enjoying so yeah um interesting because i have a really bad memory and my fiance will test to that can't remember what i was doing last week (laughs) so let alone well, I remember the first one reading or even liking, but I grew up in the 90s, so for me it was always when you could afford it, you go down to the newsagents buy some little Marvel paper, like little throwaway comics, and they were literally throwaway when I when I was younger because I had loads of brothers and sisters, so well, brothers and one sister, so they just got ruined. Um, but the one that I always had and I only ever had one issue of it was Silver Surfer issue six. On the 1987 run and i've still got it but it's, Man, tatty. It's... it's tatty sure. <laughs> it's I, I tatty it's red. Anything less, you know. i do have another pristine version of it but <laughs> oh, right. oh right you found one <laughs> yeah well it it started the obsession that i have in my life of silver surfer collecting but i remember it because all the other ones had like spider-man and all these kind of things and you know everyone likes to associate with them because he was younger and they could associate with him but when I started reading this one, now this one was an interesting issue because it was when they started introducing Silver Surfer to the world of like the Scroll and the Kree Wars and who the elders were because the obliterator was in the issue before in this one. And half of the issue is just about like the obliterator and telling the Silver Surfer about the universe and how it began and all about death and eternity and all this kind of stuff and it was just really big concepts that when i was younger were just you know blowing me in my mind just and i didn't appreciate it as much as i do now when i was younger even though i appreciate it, appreciated it a lot um because now i just have a better understanding of the concepts it was talking about but for me that's the one i've always had it was always this green cover sitting in my my drawer that i just I opened up and read a lot so that yeah, definitely that one. That's the, the one, one that I remember the most. The
0: most amazing, yeah. Um, and and something that um, I saw in an interview that was rerun on. Um, maybe it was uh, well, I just, I think I just came across it on YouTube with Stan Lee, um, mm-hmm. kind of d- d- during the kind of 80s and 90s. He was on a chat show, and he was saying that you know um, they always use college grade uh, kind of grammar and language. Yeah, basically um, in Marvel comics. Um, and the reason for that is so that, you know, kids get, you know, comics anyway, like they can appreciate the art and appreciate some kind of some of the main themes and things. But you yeah. say so that when readers become older, they can reappreciate appreciate it. Basically. Oh, yeah, you get it totally in, in, in a different view. way. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's incredible. Amazing. So um the next question that comes up um around the campfire is so what's the funniest or the comic that made you laugh out loud the most.
1: Yeah so I I had to really think about this one hard um because I'm I'm generally quite an easy guy to make laugh. I mm. I laugh at the most stupid jokes and I laugh at the most ridiculous jokes. <laughs> Uh dad jokes always get me, no matter what they get me. Um so I thought about it, but then I thought there's an indie one that I really like and it's by Ken Reynolds and it's My Life as a Cartoon. And I haven't got a chance to buy the book yet. I think I will be at a convention he's at soon, so I will pick it up. But he's been posting on Instagram, on his Instagram, mm. a page, I think he's been pretty much doing a page a day. And if you don't know Ken Reynolds, I'm to, you know, audience, I know you do, but um I do. Yeah.
0: He'll he, be on the show soon, by the way. Yeah.
1: That? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So he obviously makes great comics, but he also is a graphic designer by trade. And his story was, well, I think it's called my life as a cartoon. Yeah. The pages are just pretty much pages of him sitting at his desk and the most mundane jokes about how, the little things of being a graphic designer can annoy you and having done that for only a couple of years at university I already associate with everything he says on every page (laughs) and I just I just can't stop laughing every time I read it so they're very quick reads only six panels usually so I would definitely check that out that's it's amazing yeah
0: Yeah, it's a a really really funny one um and uh people can just basically check out if they just google Ken Reynolds my life as a cartoon and as I say uh, we'll have Ken on the on the show relatively soon um, but it is it's it's really really funny like uh, there's there's one that that stands out for me where he's he's got a email from the client about uh, the color that he's used is perfect and then yeah. kind of you know it goes into a flashback that you know he actually sneezed into a tissue and then <laughs> he looked at the tissue because we always do like, I don't know why we do that. I guess it's kind of evolutionarily like that. It's a good idea to look at kind of your, your snot to check it that there's no <laughs> or something. Metro is um, still normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just check it's normal. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how he found the color. Basically it's from the, the snot in the tissue. <laughs> uh, absolutely nice. fantastic. So, so everybody go Google that mm. and it will come up. Um, but uh, yeah, um that's one of my um, funny ones
1: one of my favorite ones is he's like working at his computer i can't remember the exact wording but basically his wife comes up and is like can you do the washing up loads of laundry and stuff and he's like yeah no problem i'm just working out my my schedule for the next month anyway and then later (laughs) on she comes back and she's like he's like yeah i can fit it in maybe tomorrow or thursday (laughs) and it's just like yeah we all know that yeah (laughs) being asked to do something and you're like in about a week maybe <laughs> so
0: <laughs> yeah, i can fit it in then okay <laughs> yeah oh that's fantastic brilliant um and then changing gears um mm-hmm. the next question that comes up is is what's the saddest or most upsetting comic that you've ever
1: read yeah so i'm going to apologize to everyone in a bit in straight away because Anyone who does know me for more than five minutes and talks to me about comics knows that I will talk about Silver Surfer nonstop. <laughs> See, and unfortunately I'm back there again. So <laughs> I I was in hospital a little while ago in uh 2013, and that's when I really got back into reading Silver Surfer with the Dan Slot run. And last year it ended. And it wasn't the fact that it ended. Uh, you know, series come and go. But The series had been i think it was about 30 35 issues something like that with dan slot and Old red together non-stop throughout the whole thing and if you haven't read this this particular series that happened from 2013 to 2018 um the silver surfer has in a companion throughout the whole of this run and Throughout the whole of the run, you get little hints of their story and will they get together, will they not get together, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't want to ruin it because, you know, it's it's such a good storyline I don't want mm. people to be ruined. But you need to read the last few issues. Right. Well, just read the whole thing. But the last yeah. few issues will get you because not only do you know it's the end of the Dan Slot run and Old Red run, mm. it's the end of these two characters together. It's the end of that whole... and dan is such a good writer that he left clues from the first issue all the way up to the end and it's only once you know what the ending is that you go back and you reread it all and it just pulls on you it really does so that's the first time i think i've almost come close to being emotional for a comic i think sure
0: that's powerful Uh, yeah and that, i don't want
1: to ruin it so yeah exactly yeah.
0: we'll we'll kind of keep it as spoiler as spoiler free as possible um but it, it sounds like it's kind of the the type of thing that you can re the type of run that you can reread again
1: and again oh yeah there's um there's an issue in it um i think it's 13 of the so it's split up into two parts um the first i think it was like 13 to 15 and then 17 to 18 Mm. or 16 to 18 and in the second run there's issue 13 it has um what's a morbius strip and you have to read the comic as you read it the panels it's hard to describe like talking but the panels kind of wave yeah Mm. and there's a wave coming from the other direction upside down so they like overlapping each other but that's throughout the whole comic Wow. So, if you ripped out every page and laid them out end to end, you'd have a continuous infinity. So, you can literally. literally just keep reading and you're just being a circle, and the story is a loop. So, that's, that's how incredible that, that issue is on its own. I need to buy a couple of issues just so I can Do actually <laughs> rip them up
0: and, <laughs> and make them all out. be a strip out of it. And kind <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. Oh, that is amazing. But that's the um, kind
1: of stuff you get in that Silver Surfer that run. It's just amazing. Oh, and i've just so got the cool. hardback that came out as well and it's like the 600 page weight <laughs>
0: so, yeah totally oh that's yeah. a bad boy oh that's amazing wicked um and then the next question that comes up is what's the scariest or most horrifying comic
1: yeah so i i struggle with this one because as i say i'm not i haven't read a lot of scary comics i hmm. i really haven't um so i'm fine i just don't have an answer for this one this is really really sad to say but i just i to be fair i don't even get scared by horror movies anymore or anything like that i got scared by i said earlier i got scared by that new resident evil game but but i think i've lost being dragged into comics and Mm. movies in that kind of way now for scary stuff Mm -hmm. um so i'm not too sure unfortunately but if anyone's got any recommendations i'll definitely read some because i really wouldn't i would really love to have a, a comic that can scare me or make me definitely. jump a little bit
0: oh yeah well um i reckon ken's probably got a good idea um for that so uh, you'll have to wait until the ken episode ken reynolds okay. episode um but uh yes uh, for now we'll, we'll, we'll keep that blank and then we'll, we'll get you on in the future um, yeah, I'll, have, I'll get. I'll, I'll get some self. reading well, done. Yeah, once you get some recommendations in, then you can make a decision. Yeah. Um, or, or once we've kind of reached, I don't know, like uh, fifty <laughs> episodes or something, then you've got. A or good when you just selection. can't get one in no more. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's alright. Excellent. <laughs> um, so moving on around the campfire, the next question that comes up is, "What's the most meaningful comic to you?"
1: Uh, I think it's pretty much like I said. It's Silver Surfer. It's the earliest memories I have. Whenever I go back, I feel nostalgic, happy. I love the stories. I love the complexity in what all the stories try and achieve and what kind of aspects of life they try and deal with, which are sometimes really big because they're outside of our own conceptual understanding. And it is something that... It was the comic that rekindled my love of comics while I was in hospital, So Mm -hmm. it it holds something there for me; it really does. And my fiance now knows that because I'm obsessed, and I literally have almost everything. So,
0: yeah, so (laughs) just got your your office is turning into Silver Surfer
1: lair. Well, to put it this way, out of I have every single comic main run Silver Surfer comic up to today, apart from the first eight or so of the first. Series First because actually. they're thousands, yeah. Because they're thousands of pounds and night. No, yeah. One day, but, one day. But I even buy like the German and the French ones or any foreign oh, ones because wow. I like the covers. The I just I don't even can't even read them, but the art is different. So like they... oh cool. So the covers are different. You could have so... all that variant. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. wicked. Amazing. That's you, you, you're
0: gonna have to do an exhibition, a Silver Surfer exhibition.
1: <laughs> yeah. or just come look like like at stuff. <laughs> That'd
0: be cool, wouldn't it yeah totally man uh do it do a pop-up uh exhibition uh yeah, at a convention one time or something
1: yeah i um, turned up to um london oh what was it oh, i can't remember what the name of it was london comic something and um yeah, it was, was an it. mcm it's the other one i can't remember the other one mm. and uh their dance slot there, and I literally turned up with 30 comics and put me in front of him and said, Would you mind signing them? I, I can queue up if you want me to do it in, in chunks. They yeah. just stood there for an hour, like good. I'm not even joking. It was probably about 30 minutes signing yeah. and talking his life stories, and nice. it was amazing. Nice guy. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Amazing. Um, and just going <clears throat> back to um kind of why this is, is so meaningful and it rekindled your love for it, but but you mentioned um yeah. your time in hospital. Um and kind of yeah. I, I, I know uh, why you were in hospital yeah. but but would you mind sharing with the listeners why?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. Um I don't make a secret of it, so that's that's the event. Um in twenty thirteen I got diagnosed with acute lymphovastic leukemia um which if you don't know is a blood cancer that is usually found in younger children so it's quite rare to get it as an adult and when i was diagnosed i didn't i had 50/50 chance to get through i think it was two or three weeks i can't remember my fiance normally tells me off for telling it wrong but <laughs> it felt like yeah so yeah and then i was in there in hospital for about four months i think it was just being pumped full of liquids of various degrees and tablets and you know i it was only december last well no not december some point at the end of last year i got the final clear um and as much as they can say in terms of being cured because they don't know how to cure your disease Mm. but um i've only ever got to have one more appointment which is next october uh, sorry this october And then I don't ever have to see my doctor again. So that's really exciting. But yeah, and obviously that's that's why I ended up doing the charity as well, was I came out of hospital and wanted to give back to initially it was the hospital that helped me that I wanted to give back to and it just grew from there. So yeah. It's
0: amazing, mate, that you've kind of you've gone through that and you know, you've you've gone on to create this uh, this amazing charity that's that's you know continually giving back to to, to the hospital um, and hospitals around the country. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we've done. The, yeah, how many kits now have you got?
1: So off the top of my head, I think it's about seventeen locations, including the ones I'm doing right now. Brilliant. And I think that's just over eight hundred kits. Amazing. So we're almost at our thousand target getting very close um we're about to send out 45 this week so that's exciting
0: brilliant and kind of from the from the photos and and things that are on the website it looks like the the kids absolutely love them
1: yeah all for all the feedback we do get we are Getting some great photos, some great feedback on what they're trying to achieve and what they're drawing. Mm. We've actually got to send out a um, a more formal <laughs> email at some point to be like, "Do you mind giving us some more hardened feedback based on some questions, so that we can yeah. work out what we're going to do this year?" Because um, obviously we've got the new magazine now to go into it as well. So yeah. we we're going to reach out to the hospitals that we've already done 800 kits to and say, "Do you want one of these?" do you need some of these comics as well because obviously we've made them we want you to have them so that's something else we need to reach out for them for as well so
0: amazing and really you kind of you need as much support with that as possible uh really don't you so uh if anybody wants to wants to kind of buy kits um not just kind of for themselves but to help uh fund them for hospitals they can go to the website right
1: yeah um on the website there is a donate button but if you know just giving anything like that you can just type in the charity name into just giving and you can donate via that as well Amazing! So.
0: and all that money will go towards uh giving kids comic making kits with their uh, long-term illnesses so it's, a, it's yeah. a very worthy cause fantastic um yeah. so moving on to the next question um mm-hmm. that's asked is what's the most underrated comic
1: um i i think i was going to go with a creator on this one instead of rather than a comic yeah a so,
0: collection.
1: <laughs> yeah a collection um because i think all of them in their own right should be a lot more mainstream than they are um with tv deals and movies <laughs> hmm. i was gonna say that literally anything written by matt garvey i know yeah. I know that all your listeners are now going, oh, not Matt Garvey again. Not that guy. Because <laughs> everyone knows Matt Garvey. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> In our <man>. little world. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But um, I'm just, I've literally bought every single book that this, this guy has written now. Because every time I buy one, I have to read the next one. And then I have to read the next one. And then he'll post a page to me about the next one that he's coming out. And then all of a sudden I've got that one. And every single book, I just don't know why he's not writing for someone big full time. Um, it yeah. is a wonder, really. And,
0: I mean, his you know his latest one, Red Rocket Comet, was yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, and, and you know, uh, obviously won the the Pipe Dream uh, Indie Comic of the Year, basically. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, yeah, uh, that was a great comic, and yeah, one yeah. I messaged can him. It, uh, get picked up by a uh, mainstream publisher.
1: I literally messaged him to uh yesterday or today I can't remember just saying can, can you just get Ethan out Ether number 2 out please I'm I'm fed up waiting <laughs> because I'm just <laughs> I'm that desperate to read the next issue and You're it's right. I find it really hard to get comics that make me immediately want the next one sometimes I just feel like yeah that's great I can wait for the next one but pretty much anything Matt writes I'm just like I want it but he didn't pay me or anything just so everyone knows
0: no yeah, yeah it's it's totally um legit <laughs> legit <laughs> um, yeah and uh yeah if people want to check out matt garvey um it's matt obviously and garvey is spelled g-a-r-v-e-y um and if you just google him uh matt garvey comics and then i'm sure all of his uh his website and whatnot will come up and you can uh, take it from there but uh yeah i mean on his twitter as well he's always kind of you know giving out uh free low-res copies and things for people to read yeah. Buy. so um yeah definitely check it out
1: well i think the thing is now that we've said his name and your audience are listening to it yeah. it'll be like the alexa inception all of a sudden oh, i'm man. pretty sure a comic will appear in their inbox It's it's yes. how he works it's magic i don't understand it
0: uh, <laughs> scary. <laughs> I think. I think uh, the apocalypse is going to come about because of Alexa. They, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> um, anyway, so moving on uh, to the next question is uh, for you. What is the best comic of all time?
1: Uh, I'm just going to be boring, aren't I? I'm just going to say <laughs> I'm just going to say Silver it's Surfer passionate. again. Um, but to pick one, oh god, to pick an issue, yeah, a particular one. Um, do you know I will pick number six cool. because it, w- it would be a toss up it would be number six because of how much it holds and how much it brought me into that world and make, made me want to stay but then also the last issue of the latest series and how that made me feel and sad and I don't want to ruin it but it does sent to the Kirby crackle that it's uh, <laughs> good forever heartbreaking hold peace yeah so <laughs> it, it'll it be a toss-up between them but if i have to pick one it'll be six just for that nostalgic reason awesome um and if you could
0: only take one of these comics into Whoa. the apocalypse from from this list which would it be
1: and i'll take one of the hardbacks does it have to be a thin one no, does no. it <laughs> it's,
0: all, it's all up to you depends how how much weight you Whoa. want to be carrying really
1: well, you know, I'll carry it around because if there is anyone that gets my nerves, at least you can bop them over the head. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a
0: weapon as well.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take the 600-page tome of the latest series, I think.
0: Wow, how um, heavy is that?
1: you know, quite heavy. I think it's a good four kilogram probably.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, it must be pretty hefty.
1: <laughs> yeah, But it's beautiful and it's got a wraparound art from Allred as well, which he literally drew every kind of story that happened throughout the whole series on the front cover. So it's pretty amazing bit of art.
0: That is epic, mate. Epic.
1: And if all the worst did fail, we'll have to do it, but at least got some firewood.
0: Yeah, exactly. If the worst comes (laughs) to worst, you know, um, know. then then you could always use it as a bit of firewood. Um, Yeah. But uh, talking of kind of surviving and things, we're we're now onto our final question. Uh, which is what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take into the apocalypse?
1: So originally, I was gonna—I st- I did write this down for you, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> I was gonna put multi tool yeah. because I thought I'd be practical. I'd be like, as oh, a fire starter, flint—you know, all this kind of stuff. Aaron's ready, but I was watching Naked and Afraid the other day on TV. Oh uh, yeah, that is such a program. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever seen it, and they just had machetes, and I was like, these people can do anything with a machete. <laughs> Yeah. So I want a machete.
0: <laughs> awesome. Just it's not the multi tool. I want a machete. machete. I'm gonna make my tools. <laughs> oh yeah. Well totally. That's kind of that's the idea of the, the machete, is that it is it's a useful item to, to create other things as well. Um, and it's also a, a good weapon, <laughs> as well. Pretty useful, definitely. Nobody's going to mess with you uh, with a machete, um, and a great hopefully, film. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and hopefully, you'll be able to rebuild the world with a machete, Aaron.
1: And Milmo's tea,
0: yeah, as well, <laughs> uh, with her soy milk. So um, and you, you, you'll have to wait um, because uh, we were recording this before Dan Butcher's episode yeah. comes. Yeah, so I don't know that one yet. You don't know that one yet. You'll have to wait and see. Um, but but together, I think you'll make an interesting group. Um, and I think I think we're going to have to collate all of the the weapons and useful items that people choose and kind of.
1: I was just sit, thinking like, that cre- maybe cre- this is your to... next Kickstarter book, isn't it? Yeah, that would <laughs> be amazing, wouldn't group it? a people,
0: like, group of people stuck in the woods, exactly <laughs> like. Have somebody draw all of the guests with their useful item on, <laughs> on like a, for 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 an A4 print or something. That'd be cool. Um, that would be rad. Maybe I'll I'm it. I don't. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I'll be there. Excellent. Um, well, thank you so much for your time today, Aaron. Um well, it's it, It's, you, it's been fantastic to catch up and and learn about your love for the Silver Surfer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and, too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh not at all, mate. I mean it's it's an amazing journey that you've been on, um with with everything and it's great to hear that you kind of you're all in the clear and you know the the future um for, for Little Heroes and, and Fair Spark I I hope is, is very bright. Um mm-hmm. and I and I kinda of hope to be a bit of part of that in the in the near future. Um I mean I've I've featured in, <laughs> in a Little Heroes anthology already and hoping to feature in another one and um fingers crossed we'll, we'll have something else
1: out. I'm but... sure I'll tie you to a chain get you to do something, that's fine.
0: <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> that's great, Aaron. Fantastic. So one last time, where where can people find you?
1: Uh, if you just type into any social media, Fair Sparks books or Little Heroes comics, you'll you'll pretty much find us. So yeah, simplest exactly. way,
0: isn't it? Just Google it. Yeah,
1: just Google it. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> I've made yeah, sure yeah. that when you do Google it, it does come up. <laughs> just,
0: yeah, exactly. Just, just in double case. check that that you are kind of on the first page. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um,
1: excellent. And
0: uh, you'll be at True Believers.
1: I will. Yeah. With um, yeah. that's when we officially launch the the magazine. You can Great. buy it on our website now, and you may get them early. I'm not going to tell you if you are or not. Hmm. But <laughs> the official release date is at True Believers. Amazing. And we'll also be launching uh, Snuffy and Zoe, which is another children's, book we've got coming out on yeah. True Believers as well. So definitely Fantastic. stop by our table. Fantastic!
0: Yes, please do. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to, to catching up with you there as well. Absolutely fantastic all right aaron uh well thanks again for your time and uh, i'll see you soon yeah no problem thank you see you mate bye bye thanks again to aaron for being on comics for the apocalypse if you enjoyed the show please leave a review for us on itunes or whichever podcast service you use as not only will it let me know that you liked it but i believe it helps make other people aware of the show as well if you'd like to check out aaron's work or follow him on social media those links are in the show notes along with all of our social links as well. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now.